I got cut, I was super disappointed. But it's TV. Let me play my part. Check two, hey. Like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, <laughs> the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Yeah. Girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. What was it like when you got voted off the island? Uh, really annoying. Um, okay, so you were kind of expecting that you're, so you're heading off the show? Or? I sort of. Um, not, not until I was in the bottom three. Yeah. Like before that, I was like, I did really well. I followed the assignment. I knew exactly what my, my client wanted. Um, I brought her two different fabric choices, and she chose, you know whatever and I believed in her choices and Tim believed in us and he didn't give us any harsh criticism at all he's just like I'm excited to see what you two make yeah and we were both very surprised that we ended up in the bottom and you know that even so Zach he was just like I can see that this is well made this is beautifully made and you know Nina was like I just wish it was what you were wearing and I was like if I was wearing this, I feel like you would say this. I don't know, whatever. But um, Margarita was like, no, I'm getting cut. And I was like, no, you're not, because this is my second time in the bottom. And she's like, no, no, it's going to be me because mine is worse. And I was like, no, it'll, it'll absolutely be me because this is my second time. You haven't been in the bottom before, and we know they're not going to cut one of the twins. And I was right. Mm. So I was ready. I got cut. I was super disappointed. My model didn't really understand. Like, we just, it was a whole thing. It was totally dumb. But it's TV. And it is what it is. Like, I feel like part of it is because I, because I was, you know, the nice one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Margarita is really great. She's really sweet. But she was a little bit more dramatic on TV than I was. So I could see, well, not even, uh, she wasn't even dramatic until after I was cut. She was more like dynamic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I didn't get hit with emotion until I saw my castmates and they were all crying. Aww. And that was the first like group hug, tear filled send off. And I was like, I didn't know they liked me so much. <laughs> and I felt bad that they felt bad. So yeah. I started to fucking cry my eyes out. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and you know, I did my, I did my, um, exit interview and I just oh my god I felt so bad I felt like I was gonna throw up and I was just like this is terrible I hate this and then the next day I felt fine yeah it and was I an think it was because I needed a full night's sleep <laughs> I just needed to sleep was the schedule crazy on Project Runway oh my god it was bananas 
is. Tell so, people like the real behind the scenes. The thing is, they think most people think it's I'm doing a thing. I have a day off. I'm doing a thing. I have a day off. No, no, it is day after day after day after day. Like, yep, Whoa. you have a one day challenge. You're working a work day, wow. so it's eight to ten hours, and then the next day is the runway. And then the next day is the next challenge. And then the next day is the runway. Wow. So you don't even get a chance to mourn the loss of your <laughs> castmates. And it sucks when you like each other. Yeah. It's different in other seasons I'm, I've heard where they like, yeah, I mean, I didn't really like them. So it was fine. But like, we all liked each other. So it was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was exhausting. And like, I'm, I do not nap. Um... Also, I napped today, and I was very excited about that. But, yeah. like, I've learned how to nap. Because <laughs> I used to only nap when I was sick. And I was like, okay, if I nap, they're going to catch me on camera, and I'm going to look stupid. Looks and so I stupid. can't deal with that. I napped my very last day <laughs> for seven why they, minutes. <laughs> why would they film that? Someone's they film everything. Jesus. And I was like, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want them to be like, oh, she's snoring. That's funny. Let's get that. <laughs> Zoom in. So, yep. So I napped for seven minutes and I scared myself away going, oh my God, did I fall asleep? Oh no. What if they got me on camera? <laughs> Whereas like Ayana and Kenya were like champion sleepers. They were so good. Like Kenya would put her scarf over her head and just pass out. Yeah. And Ayana would curl up like a little kitty and just like pass out. I'm like, I'm so jealous of your skills, but also you sleep so cute. I don't sleep cute. That's so funny. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have a friend who was on season six, and he's like, they caught us sleeping under tables all the time. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so changing gears a little, that's, yeah. pro that's Project Runway. Yeah. You talked earlier about um, some decisions you've made to, to face depression and that people mm. are talking about mental illness a little more than they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with, with our mission around PTSD and eating disorders, depression, anxiety, these things are part of the deal. Mm -hmm. um, what's the journey been like for you? Any, any bright spots? Any revelations? Um, so one of the weird things that I've been kind of open about is the fact that being on reality TV was fine. A lot of people think, you know, oh my God, it's this, it's that, or whatever. Like, it was stressful, but it's, it's stressful like any intense job is stressful. Um, but it was a positive experience for me. Mm -hmm. I, I would do it again. What was hard was the after, mm. um, because obviously everything is a surprise. And, you know, when something views or when something airs, um, you're not supposed to talk about it because that ruins the surprise for the audience. And so it was a weirdly alienating experience, which I was not prepared for. And I looked online to find any information about it and there isn't like of any reality show of how alienating it is after coming home and because you can't talk about your experience for like three to four months you told people you were on a book tour i did did anybody say where's the fucking book nope not one person said what's the book no because i um <laughs> How that life falls apart it, no, so quickly. It wasn't a book tour. It was that I was researching my book. Oh, there you go. Yep. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. But it must have felt awkward. Unless no, you're because really it, a natural everyone liar. believed it. And then they, well, because I'd already written a book. Ah. And I'm working on it. I am legitimately working on another so book. So it was a good cover. Oh, 100%. Plus, <laughs> I had absolutely rage quit Facebook because someone was being terrible to one of my friends. <laughs> and I just didn't want to deal with it. 
And that happened the week before I left. Good time to split. It was perfect. And I was like, all the pieces are falling into place. Um, But because I could not talk about this very large thing in my life for a really long time, I, all of the progress I had made to dig myself out of this, you know, three years of depression beforehand was lost. Really? And I ended up um, getting a therapist for the first time since I was 21 and getting on antidepressants for the first time in my life. Because of the isolation? Absolutely. Because, uh, like, all of the progress I had done to kind of, like, work out the just, you know, clinical depression, like, my hormones are messed up, my brain is a liar, everything is terrible, that on top of the environmental stuff made it worse. And I was just like, this is terrible. I can't do this by myself. Right. And in talking with other people who had been on the show before, they're like, oh yeah, I went through that. And I was just like, why don't you guys talk about that? (laughs) It's not in any contract that you can't. So why, like, I... I mean, they don't want to be associating the show with negativity, so they tell people like, hey, don't say it was a bad time. And But the show itself is not a bad time. The secrecy was difficult. It is difficult. But, like, the show itself was so awesome, but I wish... I wish people would talk about the isolation because then you can preemptively prepare yourself for it. You can mentally get in the headspace of, all right, I can do these things to escape in the meantime. I can set up a, you know, a meeting with therapists when I get home. I can do all this stuff so that I can work through those couple of months. You know what happened when I Googled aftercare for um, re- reality shows? What? Pages and pages and pages of reality show people who had killed themselves. No. Yes. That's messed up. It's not the reality show. The reality shows are great. Like, I would do reality TV again. Like, if given the choice to do it, I absolutely would because I had such a great time. It was so much fun. But after about, I'd say, two months of being home, my brain was a mess. And And still not being able to talk about it. It was Even though really it's positive, hard. you're just you're you're holding all this in. Yeah. Wow, people are dying, and they're not offering aftercare as you leave. There's no disorientation. There's well, no. Well, and it's well. What's really cool too is you know there's there's people you can talk to with that, but it's more resources outside of the show. Like I, I feel like there should be some sort of like network or chat boards or something where something. you can or you know <laughs> it would be really dumb to say this, but. Um, support group you know like some some sort of thing because like we all kind of go through this thing and like once we can finally talk about it's like oh awesome but i feel like the damage has already been done but there is not going to be there's there hasn't been the last reality show so if you have something right now to prepare the people right now who are going on any reality show and they're listening to this i would say preemptively research therapists because you literally every reality show it is not just it's not just project runway every reality show you cannot talk about it until all the episodes have aired because then you you ruin the surprise walk me through that time frame so you leave okay you get so, so you parts of it i get till the end parts of it i can't like because of contracts but it's i mean it's about a year let's just say okay. it's about a year pretend you can't talk about it for a year yeah and you're saying preemptively get yourself a support network because this yep. is going to fuck with your head yep just Make sure that people are there for you when you come home. Know that there's things you can't talk about and love you anyway. Wow. And people run into what? Just, it's 
a surprising sense of isolation. And like, it's, it's different, I think for my, at least for my castmates and then just fellow alumni who are on the coasts because usually each season there's, you know, a couple people from New York, a couple people from LA, you know, or even a couple people from Chicago, which I guess is not a coast, um, but like the bigger cities. Yeah. And you know, my season, there were a couple people from Atlanta. So there, they can at least talk to each other. I was alone. It was oh, just me. Yeah. So the next closest person, the next closest people were people I didn't want to talk to. <laughs> were you allowed to talk to each other if the, for the people who are, so say you're kicked off, someone's still on the show, can you DM them? Not when luck, they're on the show. Not when they're, not when they're on the show. Fuck, so you just cut off from people you cared about some of these people. But when everything is done, we can. Yeah. So. Which you said you do now. Has that helped with the yes. bouncing back that, from the isolation? That helped. That wow. really did. Because, okay. um, you know, kind of like bouncing back these ideas of, um, are you feeling this? Are you going through this? Yes, this is what I'm doing about it. And, you know, I talked about this. Uh, I talked to a person who was on a few seasons ago, and they were like, yeah, I went through what you're going through, but worse. Or, I, yeah, I went through what you're going through, but it was worse. And I was like, I wish, I wish I had known that. But what I love is that previous season contestants reached out to all of us to like welcome us to the family. Really? And that made me feel so loved. And so I've made all of these really amazing friends. Like one of my favorite friends I've met, he's so great. Um, I know you probably don't watch the show, but there's... I wish they'd call me for advice. <laughs> You I showed be, you that you under, get to be these, the expert. under these track pants, so I'm wearing many track more pants. track pants. But because um, I'm fucking cold, <laughs> just be warm. Um, <laughs> see, whereas I have not worn pants in three and a half years of any kind. No, how come? Pants are for suckers. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> that is the the mantra of my house. <laughs> we want to get a, a <laughs> coat of arms made of it. Well, um, I found my teaser. <laughs> Um, just made into the highlight, no, I, you know, my friend. So I made friends with uh, Justin LeBlanc, who is just the sweetest person. He's the first deaf contestant. Wow. He's so sweet. And, like, he reached out to me. He was so sweet. But he did the Project Runway alumni show at the Mall of America last year. And we hit it off so hard it felt like we had known each other our whole lives and I remember this person was like oh, how long have you known each other and he's like literally 40 minutes yeah <laughs> that happens sometimes but like he's so sweet and I just I'm like I found my people like I just I love this and all of us just sat around like all the other like way more famous than me obviously contestants we sat around in a circle having our dogs follow each other on Instagram cute because we're adults. Talk about the uh, <laughs> talk about the dog that you were ch -ch babysitting. When I first heard that story, I was like, no. Samantha's buying that damn dog. I know. Um, Everybody knew but you from day one. You're buying that damn dog. Oh, adopting? Adopting. Adopting, sorry. Yeah, I mean, my, my friend has had a lot of uh, trouble, and I, I knew it was going to be better for both her and the dog. So I, I pitched it to her after, it was supposed to be a week, and then after six months, I was like, we it's my damn dog. Can, we can take care of this dog. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, yeah, that's okay. And, you know, she gets to see her too. And it's just, I love this dog so much. <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> Every day, my husband and I are like, why are you so cute? Why are you like this? Why are you the perfect tiny little pointy girl? I love her. That's too cute. Ugh, what, she's what, so what, uh, what kind? She's an Australian cattle dog, a blue healer. Oh, blue healer. Mm -hmm. She's got a perfect little diamond shaped eye patch. 
Cute. She looks like a cartoon. Uh, somebody at Art World this weekend, their dad tried to wipe the spot off her eye and no. said, what kind of pretentious person would draw this on a dog? No. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, it's real. I feel so bad. Oh, he should be on a reality show. They put that, that's a meme. Right? I know, just trying to wipe makeup. And my dad, he's just like, you put makeup on this dog. And I was like, I do not. He's like, well, she's too perfect. You, you have wouldn't to. do that. You would dye their hair turquoise. I know. <laughs> Be realistic. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so you had three years of, we'll say recovery. Yeah. Um, that got sidetracked. You yes. crawled back out somehow. Or where are you at yeah. now? Well, right now I, I'm hoping to go back to therapy because we had a hiccup in our insurance. Um, but I really liked my therapist. I actually got her because um, my sister sees her, and I was like, "Can you make a recommendation?" And she's like, "Yeah, I really like her." And mm. so I went to see her, and she was really great. And I, I just feel like I need to get back into the work part of it because mm. the medication part is working. Um, I need to be active because, you know, the, the medication caused me to have just very rapid weight gain. Mm. Um, and I, I, my body hurts a yeah. lot. It does not feel good. And, you know, and this is where we were talking about before, like, sometimes the weight gain is not because someone's just sitting around on the couch eating bonbons. Like, I work... All day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> I eat maybe like 1,600 calories a day, but I'm still, you know, yeah. technically obese. Well, if there's, a, techni if there's a, a chemical that changes your metabolism, yep. you know. Yep. But another, another side of it is like, you know, it's supposed to be good endorphin rush anyway. Yeah. So I'm hoping personally to move my ass a little bit more this summer. The, the winter has been just completely depressing. Winter was the depressing. worst. And like, Absolutely. I don't know about you, but oh. one of my very favorite things to be active is hiking. I yeah. love to be in the woods. It's, yeah. it's my very favorite thing. Just the sound of it, man. So Just to stand there and close your eyes and hear it. A hundred percent. Like the, the woods is my happy place. When I got back from filming, the first thing I did was go to the woods with one of my best girlfriends and just hike. Do you have any favorite state parks or anything? So I love Theodore Worth Parkway. Um, the Eloise Butler Bird yeah. Sanctuary is my very favorite. Dude. And I, I remember before I went to film, I went there and there's this very specific path crossroads where it's it's really, really deep and the trees are very, very tall. So it feels like you're in this bubble. And I stood and I was just like, if I make it to the um, the final four, this is where I'm going to take Tim Gunn. Aww. And I just remember like meditating there. And that that very specific spot in the woods is my very favorite spot in any forest. Yeah. Um, I also like the Quaking Bog. That place is great. There's this really cool, um, it's a waterfalls. I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called. It's about, I think in, it's in about, the city? no, it's about halfway between here and Duluth. But and it's not Taylor's Falls? No, no. Um, we stumbled upon it because uh, like four years ago, my friend and I did a cosplay photo shoot there. <laughs> but it's so cool. They've got these like natural rock tables. It's that not are, Jay Cook State Park. No, but that. That place is great. I've only seen pictures. Um, I mean, I'd have to look it up, but yeah. it's, it's really cool. And then I also like uh, Lebanon Hills. That's a good one. For hiking? Yeah. I've seen it online for mountain biking. I'm hoping to go on there and have some horrible accidents this summer. Oh, my gosh. There's on Theodore Worth. Um, yeah, they got it, too. North of, uh, north of Eloise Butler, there's that mountain bike trail. But I'm going to be the... embarrassed because the bras are going to be like, who the fuck is you? Stop it. I don't want to see bras. 
You can't get rid of them. They're, they're, no. they're like locusts. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Just be yourself, right? Just yeah, be just, enough. Who cares? Tell be me enough. enough You're enough, damn it. You're enough, Teresa. Um, there's also uh, in Maple Grove, it's off of James Dean Parkway, and I can't remember what it's called, but there's a huge, like, you know, park area yeah. or whatever, and they've got um, kind of like a man-made pool pond thing in the center of it, but it's super pretty. And they have a lot of really cool stuff there, including little uh, camper cabins that you can rent for the weekend for yeah. super cheap. So broadening it out, because I don't want to lose our outside of Minnesota listeners, Yeah. but this idea of nature being a healer is, it's since time immemorial. It's oh, in every religion, 100%. it's in every sacred text, it's yeah. in, um, as long as there have been cities where we get together and stay away from the lions and have running water, there's been the need to get out of the city. Yep. Um, and I think that's just absolutely universal and it's a part of so many people's stories of, and this is where it clicked for me and I started to feel better. Yeah. Um, it's not so simple. It can also bring up a lot of shit. Like I, Kelly and I went up to, um, up north in Minnesota, we call it up north. It's like Lake Superior area. Um, <laughs> every year. And it was an inside joke between us because when we had been together a few weeks, I booked us a trip to go up there and I said, we go every year. And we like barely knew each other and she just cracked up and so we did. And, and we did literally go every year. And so every year since she's been gone, I've gone up there. But sometimes it's like, like, it just like, you can't lie to yourself up there. You yeah. feel how you feel and you can't distract and, you know. Yeah. How many times can you check Instagram when you're sitting there and, and Lake Superior is like, oh, you're a fucking wreck. Right. You know, it's just, it, it's like it puts a mirror up to you. And, and if you can get through that truth section of it and survive that piece. Yep. You know, I've always hoped that something will hit me or something will feel better. But for me, it hasn't been quite so easy but I'm still drawn to it. You know, I feel like I'm and in I that in-between stage. Yeah. I, I hate to ask a very personal question. Well, it's okay. Do you see a therapist? Uh, I know a lot. So I was thinking about the other day, how many, yes, I see some, not regularly, like weekly, monthly, but mm -hmm. I check in with people. Okay. Um, but uh, I, because of what I do with Kel's legacy, I know so many people in mental health mm -hmm. who have, overextended themselves to me as a resource and I've been extremely fortunate. That's awesome. Like there's a lot of people I can reach out to who should be charging me. <laughs> I just wanted I'll just I, I just wanted because I know I know you do so much stuff that's so heavy. I want to make sure that you have also a place to take care of yourself. That's a journey. So what did someone ask me this year? So I mentioned the mountain bike like it was kind of a casual thing, right? Mm -hmm. The mountain biking is coming up because someone asked me. I said I want to get this podcast out. I want to get the album known. This documentary is changing lives, but it's only like a person here, a person there. Mm -hmm. And I'll get a DM from, you know, some other country that this album is amazing and it's one person. I'm mm -hmm. like, where are all their fucking friends? Where's the buildup? Where's, how do you go viral? This whole thing, right? One person's hard. Oh God. And, I'm, and so I'm sitting there talking to this counselor about what a failure I've been and how Kel's not going to be heard and, how, and what I promised her and, and, and all this stuff. And she goes, like, the reason you're struggling with this is because there's nothing in the tank. When was the last time you did something for yourself? I said, well, that doesn't really, I don't really feel like I have a self when half of me is gone. I feel like a shell, an empty shell. And she was like, how long, she said these words to me, how long are you going to hate yourself for living? And I just about, like, crumbled. It's like, okay, that's a tough one. Yep. So I decided, okay, I'll do something that's useful for me if it's at least dangerous. <laughs> so that's my well, compromise. And you got to think, too, wouldn't Kelly want you to live for the two of you? Well, that's the thing is, like, um, um, it's easier to leave than get left. Yeah. She hasn't been in my position. That's But true. she had her own struggles. Absolutely. So I try to think of it like extending my relationship with time. Mm-hmm. 
like thinking about the real time in the universe, mm -hmm. billions and billions of years. Yeah. And think about the time apart. What's a decade in, in terms of relation to the universe? Mm -hmm. What's two decades? What's five decades? And I try to think about it like it's nothing. Like I just don't understand time yet, but someday I will. That's my hope is that sure. I'll look back one day and be like, man, it did really pass. And I'm almost, you know, there will be one day where I close my eyes and I don't open my eyes the next morning and wake up without her. It doesn't feel real yet, but someday that'll be real. I, someday I'll close my eyes and I won't open them again and, and she's not there. I, I know that. that freaks people out, especially because I'm young for this. Right. But I, th I imagine people in their 70s and 80s might understand it better. Right. You know? Yeah. I, you know, my mom and dad, their first child together um, died on Mother's Day. No. When she was baby. And all these years later, they still remember her, but it got easier. You know, it's like we remember her all the time, but, you know, we think about her on her birthday. We think about her on um, the day she died, obviously. Mm -hmm. She would be a year and a half older than me. And they, it took a long time for them to move on, but they've never forgotten. And I think because they did, you know, this, did the work and like, learn to love other people, you know, me and my brother. Um, and they had my sister who's older than me and they loved her and mm -hmm. just having other beautiful things to love and enjoy does not sully the memory of the person who was lost. The best feeling is when, uh, like I said, I'll get a DM from someone saying that what this album means to them, mm -hmm. Hate Becoming. And when I picture someone hearing her voice for the first time and being like, fuck, someone understands me. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. Now I can finally express this. It's like, it does feel closer to her. Yeah. So the work does help. But like you said, it's heavy. It's not, it's not always lighthearted work. Yeah. But, but it's um, good work. And I hope so. It's great that you're doing something so positive in her name. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is from Amplified!